With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom, reach new audiences, and bring important information to the public free of charge. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. This is The Freeman Report on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Hello and welcome to The Freeman Report once again. My name is James Freeman. I'm a former member of the European Parliament. And this is my weekday show where I break down the big issues of our time in our fight for freedom, liberty and justice. It is Thursday, the 7th of December, 2023. And on today's show, I'll be joined by Dale Penny for a breakdown of some of the more ridiculous aspects of all the things going on in the world right now. Um, this will be Dale's third appearance on the Freeman Report. Um, on his first show, I played some of Dale's TikToks, um, which we then discussed. And if you want to see some of his TikToks, um, he goes under the name of Mark Sass. That's M-A-R-C-S-A-S on TikTok. Um, in his second appearance two weeks ago, we discussed what it is like living with his fully grown autistic son. Some of Dale's stories of the day-to-day -day things that he has to cope with um, are humorous, but they also reveal how challenging his life is. Um, Dale told us um, how his son will steal food off random people's plates in cafes and restaurants when the family are out to eat. And how if someone forgets in the house to twist the little locky thing on the fridge to make sure it's locked, how his son will literally eat everything in the fridge, raw chicken, dog food, whatever is in the fridge. Now, Dale is one of those amazing people <clears throat> who's able to, <clears throat> excuse me, um, is able to cope with all of the challenges life throws at him. And he still sees the funny side in things. His humour has a dark side to it, which I love because the things Dale talks about on TikTok are dark. His videos reveal truthful observations and insights about what is going on in the world, whether it's on what's going on in the Middle East or about the evil corporations that push the vaccines. I'm absolutely delighted that Dale has agreed to appear regularly on the show because I think his humorous, edgy insights into the world are brilliant. So stay tuned for that in a moment. Also, a quick warning. If you're likely to be offended by sweary words, then you might want to have your fingers at the ready as your ears will need protecting. Now, <clears throat> I've had all sorts of big names on the Freeman um, report, MPs, MEPs, senators, a former head of state, professors, world leading professors, world leading scientists, famous musicians, comedians and actors. My hit rate is pretty impressive these days in terms of whether people I invite accept the invitation or not. But there is one person at the top of my hit list who I haven't managed to persuade yet. He has followed me on Twitter for some time where he has 1.5 million followers. Um, he's also shared some of my monologues on X recently, but he's never answered me or returned my message when I've asked him to appear on the show. The person in question is Kim.com, a German Finnish internet um, entrepreneur and political activist who now lives in New Zealand. Um, Kim was the founder of and CEO of Mega Upload, a global file sharing site 
that was seized in 2012 by the United States Department of Justice for copyright infringement, money laundering, racketeering and wire fraud. If you remember BitTorrent, um, that technology and downloading all of those Hollywood films, well, that was um, Kim's. Well, well, his was one of the biggest in the world, um, his site. Um, Kim denied all wrongdoing and accused the US government of pursuing a vendetta against him on behalf of the Hollywood studios, whose films were being shared via the site. It was big global news at the time. So here is my pitch to get his attention, which I will clip and tag um, him on later on X. The following words are from Kim.com, which he posted yesterday on X. What the US government did to Ukraine is unforgivable by Kim.com. So what has the US done to Ukraine? Well, it instigated the 2014 coup with the help of Nazis and CIA snipers. It is responsible for the endless propaganda and lies and breaches of the mixed accords. The murder of 15,000 plus ethnic Russians in the Donbass. Provoking war with Russia via NATO expansion with plans to station nuclear capable missiles 400 kilometers from Moscow. Arrogantly ignoring Russian warnings, warnings to back off and acting surprised when Russia invaded Ukraine, unprovoked, of course. The blowing up of the Nord Stream pipelines, an act of international terrorism. The unleashing of thousands of sanctions against Russia to force regime change, unsuccessful, by the way. Bankrupting Ukraine with loans and wrecking the Ukrainian economy. Ripping off the US tax base and paying the military industrial complex for sending old and ineffective stockpiles of arms to Ukraine, causing millions of Ukrainians to flee Europe. Falsely promising Ukraine unwavering support for as long as it takes, preventing a peace agreement with Russia, causing 600,000 plus Ukrainians to die in a US proxy war, losing 20% of Ukrainian territory and 10 plus trillion dollars of proven natural resources to Russia. Controlling Western mainstream media and lying to the world by falsely claiming Ukraine is winning and that Russia is about to fold. Using EU politicians as puppets who sold out and who will never win re-election. The deindustrialization of Europe by lowering gas-dependent industries with unfair subsidies to the US, costing EU taxpayers $120 billion plus for a US proxy war that will cost trillions in future economic losses for the EU. Getting Germany to send tanks to kill Russians after the Soviets sacrificed 27 million people in World War II to stop Adolf Hitler. Getting Putin charged for war crimes by the Western-funded International Criminal Court and then backing an actual genocide by Israel against Palestinian civilians. Blaming Ukraine for the failed counteroffensive instead of admitting Pentagon war simulations are utter garbage. 
preventing diplomacy because a peaceful and a neutral Ukraine would be a victory for Russia that would destroy Biden's re-election chances. And let's not forget laundering money via Ukraine to politicians in the US and Ukraine. And don't even get me started on the millions of people the US government killed by funding the creation of COVID-19 and the unsafe vaccines. Are you supporting the United States government and the US deep state, which controls politicians in all parties, the judiciary and big tech? Are you supporting the Pentagon propaganda machine, the US censorship machine and the Five Eyes mass surveillance regime that collects every bit of data on you? Are you supporting the US-led NATO war machine, which creates chaos by design, global deception and mass murder. Did you know that the US government has killed over 20 million people in 37 victim nations since World War II? Oh, and that doesn't even include deaths by sanctions and COVID-19. Is your nation and or are your politicians backing endless US wars, theft and crimes against humanity? What happened in Ukraine is your wake up call. This may be your last chance to rise against the evildoers and their corrupt system. Soon, X and Elon Musk will be forced to comply with censorship or be destroyed. And you will have to look for posts like this in anonymous corners of the internet. If you fail to act, World War III will be more likely than not, and 99% of humanity will vanish. This isn't fear-mongering. You need to understand why the US started the proxy war with Russia. If the US government can't stop the growing multipolar order spearheaded by Russia and China, or the de-dollarization and in international trade, if the US cannot stop this from happening, it will simply collapse, as it will no longer be able to print money off the back of other nations which use the US dollar as a reserve currency. Printing trillions of dollars was the only way for the US government to stay afloat. Although what it has done is turn markets into a Ponzi scheme with an unsustainable and rapidly increasing debt burden. America's days are numbered. Kim, please accept my invitation to appear on the Freeman Report to discuss every one of those words. If you want to get in touch, um, then please email me at jamesfreeman@tntradio.live. And as always, please do join in the conversation. Get yourself over to tntradio.live and click on the chat icon. My name is James Freeman, and this is the Freeman Report for TNT Radio. It's the stuff. What citizen wouldn't want to make American great again? People are talking about. Vilifying MAGO is just not going to work. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Good morning, Jemzy. How you doing? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you, James. Yes, very well indeed. I like your approach there, your seduction approach to get that person onto your show. You know, there's nothing more flattering than using someone's words back to them. Uh, I think you might well be successful with that. I think we, we could be expecting a very interesting conversation between the two of you uh, quite soon, I think. I, 
hope so. Like I said, I mean, he's been following me now for probably around a year, something around that. And then more recently, some of my monologues, which I've done right here on TNT Radio, um, he's a, a couple of them, actually, he has um, post reposted on X. Um, I've asked him probably about six times to appear on the show now, um, and he hasn't responded to me. But I am going to wear him down, uh, and I'm sure that um, that monologue of his own words uh, will hopefully help. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Um, well, I've got a story that I'm bringing to the table today, which is really, really encouraging for all of us uh, who think a certain way right across the world. And it's uh, illustrating to me the pushback against the proposals for central digital banking currencies and the ever looming prospect of a cashless society. I know you're a bit less of a fan of using cash than I am. I really am now budgeting and using cash on a daily basis. Um, but it's uh, figures out today by the British Retail Consortium, backed up by a recent report from the banks, say that the use of cash is higher now than it has been at any point in the UK in the last 10 years. Uh, it said the use of cash definitely slumped during the uh, scandemic. And of course, if you think back, because um, I think I was thinking to myself, did I imagine this or was it true? You know, it was the, the kind of um, creeping assertion that, you know, if you touched a pound note or if touched a five pound note or a 10 pound note, it could give you COVID. Don't touch it. Money gives you COVID. Let's take all cash out of circulation because, you know, it can give you COVID. Uh, people didn't fall for it, obviously, you know, not one little bit. Um, and now cash was used by 15% of the population back in uh 2021. And last year, the figures just in for 2022, that jumped up to 19% of the population. So people really are beginning now to use notes and coins once more. Um, they're saying it's because of the budgeting amidst the cost of living crisis. That's what the British Retail Consortium and the banks are arguing. I would argue, and I think many at TNT would agree, uh, is that people are realizing if you don't use cash, it's use it or lose it. And once it's gone, it will be gone forever. We will be under a digital system and that can easily be switched on and off at the whims of the globalist. There's been a very successful campaign here in the UK called Keep It Cash, organised by the wonderful Debbie Hicks and loads and loads of outreach workers that have been going around the country tirelessly now for a couple of years, urging people to keep cash. And they say they've had a very, very favourable response. Lots of dialogue with people, local businesses, uh, shoppers. They go up into town centres and city centres right across the UK and it looks like the tide is turning. So uh, we're pushing back against the system in quite considerable numbers. 19% of the population in the UK is a fair few million people. We're using cash, we're using notes, we're saying no, and it seems to be working. Fantastic. What great news, eh? Um, 19%. Now, humans are odd creatures. They have these thresholds which kind of make things more meaningful when actually they're just numbers. But if we can push through that 20% and that 25%, that is psychologically important, I think. Um, that's a quarter of all the money spent will be cash. So if you're listening to this, please draw out some money later today. If you're going to the pub or if you're getting a takeaway or whatever it is you're doing today, just try and at least one day a week, try and make sure all of the transactions you do out in the world um, are using cash. And maybe we can push it um, past that 25, because I do think that's a good psychological barrier. Maybe we'll even get to 50%, but I very much doubt it in this digital world. But 25%, I think, would be really good. Right. Thank you very much, Jemsy, um, for another great story. Um, look forward to it. It's Friday tomorrow, Gemma. Um, God, it seems I mean, these weeks are just flying by, aren't they? Time flies when you're having fun. That's a proven fact. Uh, when you're doing something that you enjoy, it goes really fast. Or when you're doing something you don't enjoy, literally the hands on the clock seem to be going backwards. So I think it is an indicator 
that we're in the right place. We certainly are. And I am loving TNT at the, ra- at the radio at the moment. Right. OK, to the rest of you, don't go anywhere, because after this short break, I will have Dale Penny on the show with me. So stay tuned with me, James Freeman, TNT Radio. You should hear what Ross Cameron is talking about. I see there's a new trend taking place, sweeping uh, the Internet of what they're calling sort of technology naked walks, where you go for a walk without your iPhone, without uh, a headset, and just alone with your thoughts. Apparently some people are finding it quite emotionally taxing, but subsequently liberating. Uh, Certainly I find if I get into a motor vehicle with a teenager, it's a matter of seconds uh, before there is a request for uh, usually the latest uh, Taylor Swift song or some other form of electronic stimulus. We are generation apparently trained Uh, for a very short concentration span and a desperate need for um, digital company. Ross Cameron on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Radio works because of its ability to personalize to the listener. What's exciting these days is that people are rediscovering it. You know, people are really rediscovering just how powerful radio is, how ubiquitous it is. It's in our cars, it's in our homes. There are so many new ways to access it. It's everywhere. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. The human mind is like a computer, no matter how efficient it may be. Its reliability is only as great as the information fed into it. That's a campaign promise. Tell us the truth. Tell us the truth. We mandate that the truth be told. You're hearing it. TNT. Right now, folks, um, I'm going to repeat that warning that I repeat and I um, said about in my introduction. If you're worried about sweary words, then have your fingers at the ready because you probably will need them because the filters are turned off for the next 40 minutes. Right. And we've got four topics that um, me and Dale are going to break down. And we're not going to talk about the overall situation. We're going to kind of zoom in on certain aspects of things that are going on around the world and kind of point out the ridiculousness of them. So the four topics are the Middle East and Israel's behaviour specifically, um, the New Zealand leaked data, excess deaths, and Israeli involvement in the COVID um, vaccine scamdemic. Um, Dale, what have you got to, how do you want to kick things off um, for the Middle East? That's a bit, don't know whether I should say that, because it has all kicked off, hasn't it? Well, 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 it has all kicked off. I mean, I am trying to work out what's going on geopolitically. I can't quite get my head around it. Is it religious? Is it just a push for control? What's your what's your take on it, James? I think this is geopolitical. Um, if I'm absolutely purely, honest, um, I mean, look. The, the reason that the US supports Israel out there is geopolitical. It's in the Middle East. It is the only, well, we were always told it was the only Western democracy there. Um, I don't know whether you can call it really a democracy when, um, you know, a big proportion of the the, the people there um, are not treated equally. Um, but still, it is America's little base, um, I think, in the world. That's what I think. So just purely a, a base to have a foothold in the middle east but obviously the claim to it the claim to the land is based on well you can go back 2600 years to maybe the last time there was a majority (laughs) 
Jewish population there. And I've got no issue with, I've got no issue with Jewish people. I've got no issue with uh, followers of Judaism. But am I allowed to criticise Israel and its policies? Well, yeah, and that's interesting, isn't it? Because you were telling me this morning about a law that is yeah. being passed in the US, which I'm not, I wasn't even aware of. Tell us, tell us what yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah, well, that is, I mean, it's only a snippet of information, but on, but, so two days ago, the, the obviously US House passed a resolution declaring anti-Zionism is a form of anti-Semitism. So now where before I would have said, well, I'm not anti-Semitic. I mean, certainly, obviously, we all know that Semitic doesn't just mean, you know, it's not just referring to uh, the Jewish population, but, if we're just taking that that uh, that phrase at face value, um, uh, I wouldn't consider myself in any way anti-Semitic. But I, but if the criticism of Israel makes me anti-Semitic, then I guess that does make me it. I don't think there's any way around it. How can I get around it? Because I want to criticise Israel, and I want to criticise Israel while I still can before they pass one of those things over here. <laughs> Your last chance to criticise yeah, Israel before the before America makes it illegal. Yeah. Well. They, well. Yeah. And well. So what does that then? I mean, you know, if you lived in Germany, I think you can get two years in prison if you if you if you're anti if you make anti-Semitic comments. You know, that's he that's pretty heavy. Two years in two years in prison for okay you know, making a making a well, Dale, we better so, be quick then. So I, I've got yeah, I've right. got some criticisms. So um, according to the Ministry of Health in Gaza, between the seventh of October and the fourth of December in the afternoon, so the figures are a little bit old. At least um, fifteen thousand eight hundred and ninety nine Palestinians were killed in Gaza. Around seventy percent of them who are said to be women and children. And mm -hmm. don't stop there, more than 6,600 Palestinian children have mm -hmm. been killed by Israeli forces in Gaza since October the 7th. And thousands more are missing um, under the rubble amid the relentless bombardment. What do you think about that? Well, it's all right because God says it's okay. <laughs> well, Israel would say it's defending itself. Yeah, well, that, we, all know, well, they, we all know that's a nonsense. There's a lot of semantics, isn't there? There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of wordplay. You know, whenever you hear, I can't remember the names of the people now. Um, who's the guy, the Medi guy that was questioning the? I can't remember any of the names. I can't remember any of the names. But it doesn't matter. He got his show shut down because he was putting a bit of a pro-Palestinian point to the Israeli, whoever he was. Um, uh, but they just spin it the whole time. They just totally deny that there's anything wrong going on. Yeah, it is curious, isn't it? This 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 thing you're not allowed to criticise Israel. And no, well, let's be yeah, clear, yeah. we're not. This isn't about Jewish people. This is the Israeli uh, state, which just happens yeah. to be one of the world's only sort of countries, um, which is actually a religious state. There there are yeah. a few, but yeah. not many in the Western world. But you're not that's what they're trying to do mm. and they're trying to make it so that you cannot criticize them here yeah. in the uk for example yeah um councils which are against um uh you know what's going on in israel um they're they're try i think it's william Hague is trying to put through a law and um, he was a former leader of the conservative party in the uk trying to put through a law to stop boycotts of israel due to what's going yeah, on it's crazy so isn't it? you're not allowed to boycott yeah. them 
No, I know it's crazy. You're not allowed to criticize them because yeah. that's anti-Semitic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's bonkers. But, what, but why bonkers. are you not allowed to criticize them? Is that purely based on six million of them, you know, obviously in a in a Holocaust? Is that the reason? You know, I've said the word. I've said the word. Uh, is that it? But is it because of that? Because 22 million Russians were killed in World War II. But we don't hear about that. Yeah. But we hear about um, the six thing million, is, which is terrible. Yeah, look, let, let, let's just be clear, because, we, 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 you know, we for anybody out there who's like, oh, they mentioned the word. Um, <laughs> that was ter a terrible thing in history. Oh. It was truly truly terrible what happened that whole period what happened yeah. to the jewish people but yeah. what is going on today is separate than that well, it's got nothing to do with it's me it was, it was it was nearly a hundred years ago it's got in the same way as slavery it's got nothing to do it's terrible but it's got nothing to do with me i've done nothing i'm just sort of living my life but i do want to rip into people that deserve to get ripped into whoever that might be whether it's benjamin netanyahu why the hell shouldn't i be able to do that i rip into david cameron i rip into rishi sunak i rip into old elbow over here so why can't I just fairly rip into everybody? Why do they? Why yeah. is it? Why are they protect? Why is that? Is that section of our society so protected? Well, it it that's exactly what it is, isn't it? It's a um a way of making it impossible to criticize Israeli government policy because that's what yeah. we're talking about. Yeah, what yeah, is yeah. going on in Israel? We're not because look, yeah. that's that the truth is lots of Jewish people around the world are actually not happy with what's Absolutely. going on. They do yeah. not agree yeah. Yeah. with the Israeli government. And actually, there's communities in Israel um that are discriminated against and treated mm. really poorly because that community is against yeah. um the you know the occupation yeah. Yeah. of yeah. palestine yeah. it's a very clever way isn't it of it's just it is, we can do it, what we want and you're not allowed to say yeah. anything about yeah, it that's right yeah well how does but how does that is it's never going to change it's only going to get that's only going to get more and more intense it's going to get more and more locked down it's not going to go backwards there's no way it's ever going to they're ever going to release the pressure on it well, they're not, are they? It's never, it's never going to happen. It's going to get tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. But I don't understand why. Why? I mean, clearly we can see that there's a lot of wrong things going on. I mean, obviously, October the 7th, I don't know what did or didn't happen. I don't know what was terrorists, what was crossfire. I don't know. I wasn't there. I've got no idea. But I do know that there's lots of innocent people being killed at the moment. It's a very heavily biased war it's not a war is it it's not a war it's not it's not a it's a it's a it's bullies it's essentially bullies that for some reason want an outcome and they're not going to be satisfied until they get that outcome and why I, but, and, what, yeah sorry go ahead yeah dale um also you know I've, I've talked about it a lot on the show here about how that actually happened on the seventh now look i'm not disputing that that didn't i'm not saying that didn't happen and that innocent israeli citizens um um you know were killed and had horrible things i'm not denying any of no, that no no but what i have talked about on this show before is the extraordinary situation of um of hamas fighters flying in machines that are held together with basically um bed sheets right yeah, yeah over the yeah. heaviest fortified um border in the world right well what i've learned dale is there's some um, now news reports coming out of israel itself 
that Israel, the day before its security forces had a meeting about mm. the fact that there was going to be an imminent attack yeah. and they did nothing to warn. They knew um, that um, there was an imminent attack and they did nothing to warn the festival goers. In fact, actually, they did nothing for nine hours. That's curious. It I mean, we're allowed, to, we're allowed to ask that question because it's it's odd, isn't it? Well, it's as curious as the probably the most highly surveilled and protected building in the US, the Pentagon, having its uh, CCTV cameras not working on 9-11. You know, it's just as curious as that. Doesn't mean that it doesn't. That's not suggesting anything untoward happened. It's just a curious case. But Dale, 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 listen, listen, listen. They found the terrorist passport. Yeah, they did. The yeah, plane, yeah. You know, so so. So, yeah. so, so, so I, don't, I don't want your conspiracies on this show. They found the exactly. passport, found the passport yeah. and that is proof. Exactly. And it's always, and it's always proof. The, you know, the, uh, the uh, Charlie Hebdo attacks, passports on the back seat, the 7-7 bombings in London, passports in the thing, you know, on the trains and the buses or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so they've always got that bit sewn up. What about The Economist 2012 uh, Christmas edition? Do you remember seeing the uh, the cover of that with uh, Palace and Hamas and Palace and um, Israeli? It might have been Netanyahu on hang gliders. Yeah, yeah, remember I remember that? that. Yeah, I saw that recently. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Over ten years ago. So uh, yeah, yeah, incredible. Dale, right? Um, Marie is flapping his hands everywhere and saying, "You've got to go to the break. You've got to go to the Sorry. break." <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere, Dale. Stay tuned with me, James Freeman, on TNT Radio. Hey guys, great news! News Radio, TNT Radio News. Matt Boyland here with a look at your TNT headlines. The UN chief has hit the panic button, invoking Article 99 of the United Nations to address the war in Gaza. Despite a catalogue of evidence proving otherwise, US President Joe Biden's once again tried denying that he had anything to do with his son's foreign business dealings. It's just a bunch of lies. You didn't interact with any of their business associates? I did not. There's well, lies. And the world's first fourth generation nuclear power plant has officially started commercial operation in China. The common housefly, caught in the clutches of the spider's web. Every move it makes, just makes matters worse. Then, dinner time. Feast on the captivating stories, videos, and helpful information on our website. Whoa. Dinner's ready. Oh, man. Escape is futile. Just one more video. Get stuck in our web. TNTradio.live. Right, Dale, let's move on to our second topic now. Um which is actually quite close to you in the world compared to here, um, which is New Zealand and this leaked yeah. data. Um, I've talked about it a lot on You've the show. You've had Liz Gunn on, have had, Yeah, I've had Liz Gunn on. Um, I've also had one of the journalists who worked with the whistleblower. What do you make of What's your understanding and what do you make? What questions kind of come out of this whole thing for you? Well, I mean, obviously expecting it to be coming out in the wash now. I see. I I thought it was quite interesting that obviously the New Zealand stuff that is obviously just coming to light now, but I think it's important to remember that because I looked at. I know you were an ex ONS. You used to work for the Office of National Statistics, didn't you? Back in the day, I did. I yeah. did. Yeah. So so I remember spending hours looking at all the all the figures back in twenty twenty 
2021 it might have been i mean in australia i know this isn't about new zealand but this is just you know this is the this is the sort of yeah. the, the the preamble uh the median death age in australia pre-covid was 82 during covid was 86 so that median death age went up everyone knows that but just it's i think it's good to remind people that the median death age increased by four years during covid in australia in 2020 there were 8000 less deaths than in 2019 so in the middle of a pandemic with no vaccine oh, they'll say oh well that's because we locked down well, it maybe it was because you locked down but also maybe it's because it wasn't as deadly as you know it was being sold as or maybe it was but you would expect to see yeah. at least the same level of deaths if not more with a deadly pandemic a <laughs> deadly pandemic yeah. yeah i was talking about this actually with a statistician actually he was head of health analysis former head of health analysis jamie jenkins at the office of national statistics um i was talking about this with him yesterday and um you know what we were discussing was actually a lot of those big waves in the early part of the pandemic um a lot of those people were actually killed by the medical intervention yeah the respirator the, you know, the, the respirators and, yeah yeah exactly yeah, they were putting yeah. everybody on these respirators um which was killing everyone um because yeah. you know your survival chances once you go on to these things you know you have yeah. to be put in a coma um they have to stop your lungs working for themselves it's yeah. pretty hard to come out of that and that killed yeah. lots of people and then there's this lovely drug i don't know whether they use this in, in australia or well, medazolam, medazolam and, yeah. and morphine which yeah. is really now this is a curious one um, and this is weird why would you give somebody with a respiratory disease that suppresses breathing other drugs which also suppress suppress breathing? breathing yeah yeah it's weird isn't it it's it a weird, weird it's really it weird i don't know the i don't know the answer to that i don't know the answer sorry i'm shouting i don't know the answer to that james <laughs> i know that it's fucking weird and i'm allowed to say that again because it's 10 37 p.m <laughs> It is weird. And do you know what's weirder, Dale, is the fact that the UK government as guidance that it gave to nurses was and, and this is this is a fact they and I, I don't know the exact wording of it, but it went something like this. It said, I know that these drugs, it might worry you to give them to people who've got COVID-19 because they're already struggling to breathe. And, you know, these drugs yeah. suppress breathing further. I know you might be worried about that, but don't worry about it. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was you know yeah. more or less yeah. what the guidelines were and, and obviously completely forgetting the fact that the flu disappeared so the deaths that would have usually been attributed to the flu obviously well they disappeared and then they were where did that flu into... go well it went on holiday it, it was here in australia was it tweed it was just relaxing by the tweed river for a little while it's back now though i think it is back isn't it because <laughs> they've got the they've got the flu jabs so it's obviously back again which is great it's nice to see it back Yes, man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, James. It's mad. So the New Zealand stuff to me is just when that was just. I, obviously, you don't. You don't want it to. You don't want it to. You don't want it to. You don't want any of this to come true. Part of you wants some kind of vindication. You want to say, you know, I told you this. I told you. You all thought I was a nutcase. I don't want that, but it does seem like that's happening. Yeah. Now, now the thing I want to bring up about this um, leaked data is actually the spreadsheet itself, because there's some yeah. really, really interesting thing. Now, this whole spreadsheet that was leaked was set up. Um, it was a paper jab system mm. to incentivize people to jab. Now, I've got two things to say about this. Firstly, 
in a deadly pandemic, right, where we're all trying to look after each other, yeah. do you really need to incentivize companies yeah. to go out and hound people yeah. to get paid per job? That's number one. Yeah. But the other interesting thing, and this is really dark when you start thinking about this, there is a column at the end of the spreadsheet, which is um, basically to record if the person is dead so that the companies know, oh, don't need to worry about that person. There's no money left in that individual because they're now dead. No, no. Yes, yes. Oh, Jesus. All right, so weird, isn't it? It is dark. Doesn't surprise me. I mean, look. Companies have got, you know, if you if you're using private sector companies, they've got to yeah. be paid. But you'd think yeah. you'd just say, "Well, I'll tell you what. If you run this clinic, we'll put the adverts out. People will come. The people yeah. that want to, yeah. Yeah. And, and you just we'll give you this amount of money and that covers your costs, and you can just give the vaccines yeah. out." But no, what they did was yeah. paper jab, paper yeah. jab. It's like they were selling mobile phones or something. Yeah, well, it was that you get a burger and fries. Then there was that, you know, yes. that in the US, it was you know, okay, and the and the 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 way he was doing it you know it was it was like how thick does he think the people are oh did you see that that interview with that it was a u.s politician i think it was the mayor of somewhere yeah and And he he was was doing this interview lovely with the thing yeah 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 yeah. this burger this yeah i'll tell you what i did want to say because i was obviously listening to the liz gum interview that you had and she said that barry young didn't want there was the there was the possibility that some someone who'd been giving the jabs there might have been was it four hundred there might have been four hundred deaths at the yeah. hand of one person that had been giving the jabs and Barry Young said I don't want I want it to go up the tree I don't want it to you know I don't want the blame to be at those people but I think those people need to be ha- held accountable I think they need to be made an example of because if it's not for the minions at the bottom none of this stuff gets rolled out. That's a very, very good point. And of course, the Nuremberg Code, yeah. um, as many people yeah. know, actually, it says, you know, uh, part of the code is that, you know, you can't just say, well, I was told to do it yeah. because yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. happened in yeah. the Second World War. Well, you know, um, I don't oh, I, I'm not going to mention it, but, you know, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Well, yeah. I was told yeah. to do it. Yeah, that's not right. good enough, is it? No, it's not good it's enough. Not good I, enough. It need, everyone needs to be held to account, I think. Expect you know you never hear you never hear of any pharmaceutical um, executives going to prison. It's just a cost of doing business, a fine. You know the billions of dollars that these criminal pharma cartels are. You know the the amount of the billions that they're charged or fined mm. for the disgusting things that they do. But yet nobody nobody goes to. It's just a cost of doing business. Uh, you know. 35 million bad 2.2 billion no problem i want to see them go yeah. i want to see them in jail exactly isn't it oxycotin was the big yeah, case oxycontin, um, yeah, i'm yeah, sure yeah, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. and i forget i forget what the name of the family was but basically you know they are responsible for the deaths of millions of yeah, americans yeah, yeah. because they were bribing doctors fraudulent practices getting people hooked on these opiates um are you going to look up the the name yeah, of the family like, oh, look, um, there and was this no- is- there was loads of them. And this is all, yeah, this is all come out recently. 2009, Pfizer yeah. received the biggest fine in US history as part of a 2.3 plea for mispromoting medicines and giving kickbacks to doctors. 2003, AstraZeneca ordered to pay $355 million for criminal and civil charges relating to illegal marketing of prostate cancer drugs, Zolodex. J&J, $33 million. Da, 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 da. You know, the, the, the talcum powder, 
J&J, 2020, Johnson & Johnson ordered to pay over $2 billion to settle more than 1,000 lawsuits claiming it's talc-based baby powder caused cancer. I've got reams of them. Who goes to but prison? Dale, Nobody. But they, but they kept us safe. They kept us safe. Yes, yeah, bollocks, isn't it? Pandemic. It's bollocks. Yeah, yeah, and that's how they and that's how they get away with it because if the farm, you know, the pharmaceutical industry does create drugs that keep people alive. I've got, you know, one of my best mates had a double lung transplant. If it wasn't for the pharmaceutical industry, he he wouldn't be alive. But yeah, but where, who's held accountable for all the terrible things that they do? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. With that, Dale, we're going to take a quick short break now, and when we come back. Um, we're going to move on to excess deaths, and then I'd like to move on then. Um, we're going to pick on Israel a little bit today, and that's okay. It's not anti-Semitic because yeah, yeah. we're actually not talking about the Israeli government. But I would yeah. like to talk about their involvement in this. Well, pandemic, no, actually, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, well, I was going to. I have something different I was going to talk to you about, but is that like in a minute? In a minute. Is that After a minute? the break. Come on. Yeah, all right. Keep all right. Up. Yeah, all right. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. That's fine. Right. Okay. All right. Don't go anywhere, Dale. Okay. Stay right there and stay tuned with me, James Freeman on TNT Radio. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. These are parlous times for liberty in the United States and for the Constitution and the rule of law. House Republicans have joined with their Democrat colleagues to oust Republican Representative George Santos only the sixth member to ever be removed from the lower legislative chamber. Three were removed in 1861 after they joined the Confederacy, and the other two following their convictions of the crimes of which they were accused. Santos has been accused of fraud crimes but not convicted. This is a premature, preemptive strike by Republicans on one of their own, and it sets a dangerous precedent. Now, I hold no grief for George Santos. He seems, quite frankly, like a wingnut. But it's up to the constituents of his district to remove him from office, absent a criminal conviction. This is just one more episode in the long history of Republicans bowing to Democrat will. It seems as though when Democrats win elections, they get their own way. And when Republicans win elections, Democrats still get their own way. This is why we're so upset with the Republican Party. Grow a pair stand up and say no to the other side. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. Last week, Brandon met a girl on a dating app. One day after work, he finally found the courage to ask her out. No answer. He started to panic. Was he being too pushy? Maybe it was too... Hey, sorry I didn't respond. I was driving. I would love to go on a date. How does tonight sound? Brandon tried to play it cool, but inside he knew. A girl so smart, so responsible. She must be a keeper. You're with James Freeman and the Freeman Report on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Right, as always, I do keep um, one eye on the um, live chat. And um, I see Buzz. How dare you, Buzz? Is this another recording? No buzz. This is all live. I'm here right now. Um, he does go on, though. Um, thank you, Buzz, because he does go on to say, I agree. Dale is great. Brings out the best in James, methinks, with a smiley face. So he gets <laughs> off. He redeems himself. <laughs> mm. Hello to everyone in the live chat, by the way. Um, 
Right, Dale, um, let's start yes. talking about excess deaths. What have you got to say about that? Well, well, I mean, well, the problem is, well, it's sort of, it does really flow into the whole Barry Young thing, doesn't it, really? I mean, it's kind of, I haven't got a lot to say about it, if I'm dead honest, and I'll tell you for why, because I've not actually gone through the ABS, which I should do, and maybe I'll do it for another time, because uh, it, it's, a, it's a good three to four hours worth of plotting things on Excel spreadsheets. And I don't know, has anyone done that for the Australian Bureau of Statistics? Maybe they must, has it, have you spoken to anyone that's done it for Australia or only the New Zealand peeps? Well, if you just, um, if you just go to X... There's lots of people doing their own research, which they, by the way, you shouldn't do your own research. Definitely no, don't, do don't think for yourself. No, 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 no. Not unless you're qualified, of course. You know, if you just have a brain <laughs> and you can read, unless you went to university, then you don't, it doesn't count. And even if, even, you know, Geert van den Bosch, I mean, you know, one of the most decorated vaccine, you know, scientists on the planet. You know, if you listen to Dr. John from Team Halo, uh, then he's just a veterinary, you know, he's just a vet. So, yeah. Uh, so, no, I can't give you much information on, on excess deaths because I've not looked at it and I maybe I should have. I thought that yeah. was getting lumped in with the sort of Liz Gunn stuff. It's a bit, you're letting the side down, Dale. It's a bit yeah. lazy of you. But anyway, yeah, I will fill it. you in. Yeah, go on. And yeah. I'll give you a very generalised. So, I mean, excess deaths, look, if you look at the figures, um, there's lots of charts which I've seen shared on Twitter um, X recently where it actually shows, you know, but in the UK, in the, the UK, James, are you talking about no, 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 no. UK? This is but globally all countries. Oh, OK, right. Yeah, all yeah, countries, yeah. all countries with a high vaccine uptake. Yeah. What you tend to see is you can see the excess deaths across 2020, 2021. And then they mark the point where the vaccines were introduced. And do you know what's weird, Dale? Well, I can probably guess that uh, almost immediately <laughs> afterwards, the excess deaths seem to increase. There you go. So you have seen the really? figures. Yeah, see, just a wild stab in the dark, which is probably what, you know, countless billions got uh, over the last two years. And, you know, and and the, the, the curious thing is that um, I was, I mean, I've looked at the European figures a lot in the past, but, you know, um, uh, over the past sort of 18 months, and it runs around the same rate in roughly, give or take, you know, around 10%, give or take, five percent so between sort of five and fifteen percent it'll on uh, you know looking at weekly deaths it'll kind of do yeah. this yeah and yeah. it's pretty consistent across all countries and then it's the same in australia although i, I know in some countries that have had really really high uptake like new zealand it's yeah. got much higher and actually new zealand i think their statistics are the highest ever excess deaths in the country's history something like yeah, that yeah it's um so what's weird dale this is the weird thing right governments were really concerned about every single death yeah every yeah, single one yeah new zealand shut down i think it, you know whole cities because two people had covid not because they died yeah but because they yeah. had two yeah yeah right yeah, yeah. they were concerned the politicians they cared so much they cared so much about us that they had to shut everything down to yeah. protect us yeah so where well, are well, they now yeah, well, you know what, on the on the lockdown thing, and this is again, this is pulling up figures from twenty when I looked at it in twenty one twenty two, the least lock one of the least lockdown countries on the planet was Russia, and I think the death rate was something like it was either two point seven eight percent or one point seven eight percent. I can't remember if it was two point seven eight. It doesn't matter. 
Right, there's no other number. Remember, it was something 1.7, the, the, the most lockdown country was Brazil, and its death rate was something like, well, I don't know, one, it, it was the same. It was like 0.02 of a percent different. The least lockdown yeah. versus the most lockdown country on the planet. Made no difference. But the thing is as well, and going back to that flu point we made earlier, you know, flu kills um, a lot of people. And actually in the UK here, um, you know, I used to work at the ONS and I remember there being years, I forget exactly which year it is, but it's in the past decade or so, where actually we've seen excess deaths when you measure them on an annual basis. Yeah. You can actually see a big spike in excess deaths that year. But yeah. for COVID in 2020, despite we had these waves, there's no no difference on an annual basis. It's no, curious, I, I, and I remember I remember on the ONS, I think there there was a spike in the UK around August of twenty. Might have been one month where it really spiked, and I'm not sure why that was. But 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 Israel was one of the most vaccinated countries. What's specifically Israel's excess death rate like? You know, I I, I might have to look that know. up. No, I don't know either, but I'd be interested it, to find out. Yeah. So. Getting back to that question, it it is curious, isn't it? You know, if you're a critical thinker, you might think we're all nuts, we're anti-vaxxers, we're conspiracy people that wear yeah. our tinfoil hats when we're not on TNT radio. They can think all that all they like. And, 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 you know, that's fair. That's their opinion, right? But isn't it odd? Isn't it odd that well, governments well, were really concerned about every yes, single yeah. death? And yet now, yeah, where are they? No, they don't care. They don't care, do they? No one's listening. No one. Did you have? Did you have, have Andrew Bridgen on? I, did, I haven't listened to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's you been know. on the show a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. You know, were there three people that listened to him when he stood up and said, "What's going on with the excess deaths?" And everyone else walked out. Yeah, it's yes. curious, isn't it? It is strange. It's, well, it's well, no, it, you, you, well, you think it's curious, but it kind of isn't once you've been looking at this stuff for the best part of fifteen years. It all kind of falls into place, but I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the answer is, and I don't understand why everybody. I don't understand why everyone wants to cover it up, or is it because it's so big a scandal that once it does get out, which it will, that heads will roll, or will they roll? Maybe they won't roll. I think. I think. I think if it if it ever came out, and this is why I spent the last sort of three years trying to break this to the mainstream media working really hard i've done um i've been into parliament i've worked with mm. mps done all sorts of stuff behind the scenes um i've now come to the conclusion that it's never going to break in the mainstream media because it would be like the culprit in a crime saying yeah it was me it was me yeah. all along yeah that's right it yeah that's me. right yeah that's right it, it's it's crazy but it's i don't know whether it's ever going to happen but I just don't understand why yeah. people support the wrong bits. Why do people support the bad stuff and not the good stuff? Yeah. Dale, let's talk about, um, like I said, we are going to pick on Israel a bit. Like I said, it's not an anti-Semitic because we're talking about gov um, government policy and the Israeli government. Can, um, I talk, well, can I just talk about something else really quickly? It's a, it's a bit interesting. Okay. It's an interesting Go point. Then. I've been doing Go some then. research. Go on then. I wanted to Go talk on. about amputees. Amputees. Yeah, amputees. I don't think okay. you've spoken about that before on your show. Did you know been. that there's approximately 55 million amputees worldwide? There's a lot of people, isn't I it, didn't... Missing, missing a limb. 35 million of those have had a lower limb amputation. So there's essentially 35 million people 
well, they're not walking around, obviously, but there's 35 <laughs> million people on Earth missing a leg. That, to me, okay. that's, that's Wait. a lot. That's more than I thought. Is that more than you would expect? Yeah. I've never thought about it, Dave. I've never thought I've about never it thought up until about recently. It. It's essentially one in 200 people. So it's not, you know, okay. it sounds like a lot, but it's not many when you think about it in relation to the population of the world. Yeah. How would you react if you found out that during COVID, the director of the CDC was a one-legged amputee? You wouldn't think was it was he? weird. You, would, would, would well, you weird? that's not weird because there's there's still 55 million of them. So that that's not that weird. Well, no, there's 35 million that are missing the leg. Right. Okay. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, well, it's million million million. so the director of the CDC, one-legged amputee, the deputy okay. director, imagine this. How would you react if the director of the CDC was a one-legged amputee? If the de deputy director of the CDC was also a one-legged amputee, would you think that was unusual? Uh, I think I would probably go, oh, that's a bit unusual. But then it's a bit I'd unusual, but maybe, offer, maybe they offered each other just a Just one job. of those coincidences. Yeah. yeah. Just a coincidence. Yeah. What about if the CDC chief of staff was also a one-legged amputee and the CDC right. chief medical officer and the director of the right. Washington office of the CDC? They were all one-legged amputees. Would you think that was well, weird? Well, no, that would be weird. That exactly. would be weird, wouldn't it? That's wouldn't right. it? Exactly. it would be weird. What about if the CDC's chief medical officer for Johnson & Johnson was a one-legged amputee? You wouldn't think, in addition you wouldn't to all think, the others. You wouldn't think there was anything wrong with one-legged amputees, but you would think it was a little bit unusual, wouldn't you? I'd think it was a conspiracy of some Yeah, well, you'd sort. think it was a conspiracy. And obviously it's so far-fetched that not in a million years would it ever come true. But then if you found out that the chief medical officer of Merck was a one-legged amputee and that the CEO of Pfizer no. was a one-legged amputee and that the head of Pfizer vaccines was a one-legged amputee and that the Pfizer chief scientist was a one-legged amputee and the Moderna chief scientist was, was a one-legged amputee and that the US assistant at the health secretary for human services was a transgender and a one-legged amputee and the COVID SAR was a one-legged amputee, would you think that was unusual? You would. And you would I think, would th what the hell is I going on? Yeah, I would. What is going on, Dale? Exactly. What is well, going on? I know. Well, obviously, well, we want to stop. Well, it, it, it's not that I'm saying there's anything wrong with one-legged amputees, but bearing in mind there are over twice as many one-legged amputees in the world, these are facts only, than there are Jewish people, is it not quite outrageous that all of those positions were actually held by Jewish people? Not that there's anything wrong with Jewish people. And obviously, yeah, they've been very exactly. successful. But that is a curious thing, isn't it? It is a curious thing. And of course, Israel as well. Um, I think it was um, Albert Bola stood up with Netanyahu and basically announced that they were going to experiment on, on the Israeli people with these new experimental jabs. And mm. Israel was also the first country in the world to, um, in, yeah. to introduce yeah. vaccine passports. And do you know what's weird about that is you think that after their experience of Jews and how they were persecuted and discriminated um, and had to carry papers around with them just to go about their normal daily business, that mm. they would have thought twice about being the first country in the world to introduce mm. papers, people having mm. to carry papers to go to bars and restaurants. Yeah, That's weird, isn't it? It is weird, and it does ask a lot of questions and a lot of questions that you can't ask and maybe you can't answer without seeming to be labelled a certain thing. Yes, and this is why we're doing this now, because it's going to be illegal soon. It will be illegal soon. 
It will be illegal yeah. soon. You won't and be able to criticise. No, you won't right. be able to ask questions no. about no. amputees. No, that's right. And obviously, the lion's share of the the heads of the companies that are controlling the narrative around COVID-19 are one-legged amputees. And with that, Dale, we have sadly run out of time. Um, Dale Penny, everyone, if you want to see him on TikTok, get over to the platform and search him. He goes under the name of Mark Sass. That's S-A-S. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Dale. Looking forward to another show with you in a couple of weeks. And to the rest of you, don't go anywhere because we've got more fantastic shows right Wake here Wake World Podcast. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.